When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT, AEW Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to Raw tonight and Hell in a Cell Fallout. What's that, Adam? I thought you did Hell in a Cell Fallout last week. Aha, but there was another Hell in a Cell match on Monday Night Raw last week, so I get to use it again. Anyway, how are you feeling about Raw tonight, Hamlet? I'm feeling like I want to meet the other Adam in your room with you and just be present for some of those conversations because <laughs> I can only imagine how they go down after like I don't know a Chesterfield win or something that actually fills you full of emotion compared to something like Raw because just witnessing a conversation about Raw there made me think Christ what if there was two Wilborns and like I got to go out like on the drink with a pair of them at the <laughs> same time it gave me like a, a different view of a better world Maybe. Uh, so what I think about Raw, I don't, I don't care, mate. I, I, I never care. We sit down, fall out, etc. Uh, poorly built matches, poorly executed storylines. Please let crowds coming back give us a stay of execution for two weeks before it goes back to the norm again, because it's Raw, isn't it? It's dispiriting. As the, so. Yeah, I, I think if, if anyone needed like a, a blueprint of, uh, of our podcast... It's either go home show, fallout, and usually what's next for a person I don't really know about what they're going to do with the storyline. I have a question that is directly related to this episode of Monday Night Raw and nothing to do with other stuff that's going on because we need to fill time on this podcast because they never give us anything to talk about. It's absolutely to do with Monday Night Raw, I promise you. What do you make of the possibility of ever rising the Iconics doing a podcast together? I, I need to have a lie down when I saw that tweet, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, your your uh, Homer Simpson having a heart attack gif I think summed it up pretty perfectly uh, <laughs> and like whatever the... length that podcast is it will not be long enough for me of course just address the injustices brought about them by this wretched company of which we're going to talk about what remains now they've got like about 15 roster, like 15 wrestlers left on this billion dollar roster yes uh, and I, I think I think it's one of those things uh, what you were talking about earlier in terms of about going out for a drink with, with two Wilborns. We went out for a drink, socially distanced, by, by all the rules, of course, mm. uh, just last week. We had a great time. I think it's going to be one of those ones of 
a bit like Paul Heyman. Well, I don't know what monster I've created until I go out for drink with two. <laughs> Is this the best drinks ever? Oh, oh well, wait. Oh, my God's sake. Oh, I need to go home. Uh, Mrs. is calling. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. Kids playing up. Oh, best, best leave. I'm picturing they'd be like, you know, Mr. Meeksies in uh, Rick and Morty. They just keep, keep, keep pressing the Wilbon button. And like every Wilbon that pops out just does a different catchphrase. But that's all they do. It's like, Kevin. Oh, that's really good. This, what else what he does? Kevin. Is, is that all he's got? Oh, I'm going to have to press the Wilbon button again. Huge <laughs> bat. Huge bat. Huge bat. Kevin. Huge bat. Can we get a third Wilbon to clean this mess up? Am I the best Wilbon ever? Am I the best Wilbon ever? <laughs> <laughs> More Wilbots, what after the what have I done? What was it you were talking about? Was it on the Raw Review last week where Sid was talking about Wilborn's world or something? <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. Just a bunch of Wilborn Mr. Mixeeks just doing all the catchphrases and that's all they've got. What is it in Rick and Morty where ultimately just they just do that till they die? Like yeah, they, no, I think I think I think mine would be say the catchphrase and immediately die because they've served their purpose. So Worldwide! <laughs> just a cloud of smoke. Right, well, that's that's killed about five minutes. Uh, we've only got a few more <laughs> to talk about Monday Night Raw. Um, but to be fair, I mean, there was elements of last week that were divisive, let's say. Presenting Nikki Cross as a superhero is the one that leaps to mind immediately, along with um, <laughs> can they coexist pairing of her and a woman who can make people hypnotised by looking at them in their <laughs> eyes? We're not going to talk about that this week. We're going to instead talk about some of the other good stuff because... That Hell in a Cell match, I have to say, as much as it was just a make good for them being pissed off with Fox getting a Hell in a Cell match and, I don't know, issues with Peacock and what have you, Xavier Woods is a really good wrestler. Surprise, surprise. And he worked as, as a really enjoyable match with Bobby Lashley, even though we both knew what result was coming. And off the back of not just that victory, but the torture that Bobby Lashley put uh, Xavier Woods and sort of vicariously put Kofi Kingston through uh, at the end of last week's show, leads into tonight where it is Bobby Lashley and the new number one contender for the WWE Championship at Money in the Bank, Kofi Kingston, face to face. Kingston's not happy. Yeah, I feel a little bit guilty for all that cynical piss taking now because earnestly, this is half decent. Um, really like the visual that they created last week with Woods trapped in the cage and Kofi Kingston being forced to stare at his fate, basically. Um, stare at his mate and stare at his fate because that is surely going to happen to Kofi Kingston when they meet. But I have enjoyed the teasing that it might not. Before Lashley was finished with Drew McIntyre, there was a, a slight hint that maybe... Kingston's got his number. Yes, the result, the win was gained in the silliest and ill-gotten of fashions that you've come to expect from WWE. It was all a bit cheap and it was all run and celebrate on the ramp rather than toast your heroic victory in the ring. But Kofi's been WWE champion. He's been at the top of the mountain. He shouldn't feel intimidated by Bobby Lashley. And I like that Lashley felt insecure enough about that that he thought he had to do that to Xavier Woods. Mm. That's how I'm going to choose to read what we saw last week. This idea that this otherwise indestructible champion spots that Kingston might be able to locate his weaknesses and thus we get what we saw last week. Don't mind it, really don't mind it. I've enjoyed MVP having similar panic and trying to cause a bit of unrest between the new day. That was really good. Again, all of this, fair play to them, you know, because all well, the majority of this came before Lashley and Drew was even wrapped up. They knew where they were going for money in the bank and it was to this. So I have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they've got at least our roadmap between now and the pay-per-view and let's just hope they follow it because so far so good yeah and i will say this kingston as a fired up baby face with a, a perceived wrong 
I think that's one of the best sides of him. I cast my mind back to him having to fight against adversity, of course, to, to even get that match at WrestleMania 35. And everyone discounting him along the way. This is sort of weirdly mirroring it without it being, you know, uh, an authority figure doing it to him. Yeah, um, it's what was ideal ultimately about Kofi Kingston, like in the aftermath of Kofi Kingston um, no longer being WWE champion, even though how he lost it was pretty dispiriting, was that at least it had happened. So at least there was precedent. Yeah. So rather than the school of mid-carders that Kofi Kingston elevated himself beyond, like I always feel like we drop his name and it always sounds unfair, but Yudolf Ziggler types, mm. yeah. the ones that have just been around forever and have never been able to like shake that tag. Kofi did. Kofi has and did. And that sort of a storytelling freebie going forward, anytime they want to have a heel question the integrity of Kofi Kingston, that what you've just referred to kind of lives long in the memory. It doesn't have to be a tribute, but it can be something that can put the current champion on edge because they've seen Kofi climb the mountain before. Also got some wild other things to look forward to tonight. Before we get to that last chance Money in the Bank qualifying match, we have to talk about this strap match. Elias versus Jackson Riker. I don't know why they're doing a strap match. And other <laughs> companies doing anything related to a strap match in the next few weeks and might want to undercut it. No, to be fair, I think even Sage held his hands up and said, actually, they, they may well have been playing this for a while because Elias had kept bailing out of matches with Jackson Riker, who should win this at a canner because he was literally strapping himself last week. And it was, a well, it wasn't really affecting him. And we all know that this is a worrying trend uh, for Jackson Riker in terms of him quite clearly potentially getting a push. Yeah, um, there's two ways to look at this. One is that you're not really a Jackson Riker fan, um, so you don't relish the prospect of him winning a few, winning his first feud as a babyface quite comfortably, looking really hard in the process uh, and potentially moving on to bigger and better things away from Elias. If you look at it strictly analytically, and you're able to take a cold-faced approach to it, should he win in that manner? Should he dominate Elias? Should he take a few lashes himself and not sell it and not be hurt by it? This has been a fairly effective first step in the Jackson Riker experiment. Um, he's found a stipulation. Like, contrast this to Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon, by the way. Like a logical stipulation to pay off a feud. Mm. Um, and that that was at WrestleMania. And this is just a weird thing on Raw that's trying to launch Jackson Riker. A logical conclusion to a feud where he's going to look dead hard because he's potentially going to shake off some really violent lashings to the back, um, as you say, because he's been training himself for the pain. And they play off the fact that he's obviously got experience of war and all these other sort of things. He's, he's a different breed. Um, you know, like this could be a bit of a success story in terms of attempting to get a mid-carder over. It's a shame that, like, I don't think a lot of people are going to want to invest in that mid-carder, especially not as a babyface, but this is the mid-carder we're getting given. He doesn't look like he'll make money in the bank, so at least one of my predictions for his for his expedited success will fall. But I do, I think, presented well, Riker will be a serious prospect, and they'll be, they'll be thinking about who to position him against that can be the one to elevate him further. They'll mm. be looking at, you know, like, all sort of, I've made that comparison sort of accidentally here, but, like, you look at a Braun Strowman, you think, oh, he made we've been perfect for Riker's next opponent as a heel. Mm. But he's gone now. So they've got to look for somebody who Riker can go over if they want to carry this on. I think, I might not enjoy this either, but I just have a sense this is going to be quite effective 
Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right. Uh, I got perfect for the next opponent for him. Actually, just popped into my head. Arturo Huana. Um, uh, what about <laughs> okay? You squashed like a, a littler guy, like a former cruiserweight champion, like Tony R. No, um, yeah. You're a bunch of bastards, aren't you, WWE? Having said that, <laughs> I could not care less about Jackson Riker, but I do feel sorry for him because with everyone seeing those images of Drew McIntyre's back after Hell in a Cell, and I say only in, in amongst comparing it to a strap, that was only kendo sticks bouncing off the cage a few times. So if you're Elias and Jackson Riker, you have got a hard shower ahead of you, I think is the best way of putting that. Yeah, like, I don't particularly encourage this growing trend of nope. hey let's take a look at how much the thing that isn't supposed to hurt actually really hurts like i don't i don't need it like when william regal or seamus used to get the beat red chest because of the natural complexion of their chin off of uh, their skin off a few chops like fine like that, that's one thing but this like culture of like toasting your battle scars on instagram it's like hang on everybody's been telling me my whole life this is fake what <laughs> Why is this a trophy now? Um, but yeah, a trophy begats another trophy and they might not let wrestlers work hurt anymore, but they don't mind those images. So I, one of these two backs is going to be on social media tomorrow morning. I was going to say, you and I are going to sleep even sounder in our beds tonight on our backs thinking, oh, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, I mentioned Drew McIntyre there. Uh, he is in the last chance or second chance, whatever you want to blow it, bloody call it, Money in the Bank qualifying match. It is all the people who lost last week. Uh, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Who is your money on to qualify for Money in the Bank, Hamlet? I don't know. I don't like these second chance Money in the Bank matches. Loser gets one more go thing. It's pretty rubbish. It doesn't happen for all the losers, so there's ranking consistency across the brands, etc. I, I don't like it. However, these three in particular are all the types of names that you would have imagined would have qualified mm. at a canter once upon a time. So it's, it's quite interesting that, like, by one of them making it, presumably the other two have absolutely no shot of getting back in. So I'm going to go with Hart overhead because I just can't make my mind up logically. I think um, Randy Orton yep. is going to go in because I would quite like to see the chemistry of RK Bro followed by the thirst for the title overwhelm it. You know, like little stuff for them together. 
kind of their first opportunity in front of a crowd to show off a bit of that double teaming that people are going to really enjoy. But then also that little bit of a look. Like Orton's going to think he's got Riddle's number, but then Riddle's going to say, oh, I want this briefcase too, and all that kind of like stuff between them. Um, Styles, nobody cares, is a tag champion. So Styles and Omos can be involved in something else. You know, they can be involved in a fight over the belts they should actually be defending. And a, a gentle losing streak isn't the worst thing as long as you've got a plan of how to rebuild that. Um, McIntyre can't just keep losing, but I think three heavy losses in a row is like is a decent story as mm. long as you figure out what, what you're going to do with them next. I think I was pitching actually McIntyre and a partner versus AJ and Omos to try and like get McIntyre back on track because I just love the idea of like they went to the face off and then I got it in my head right they're already they've got one mm. eye on this it's, this is SummerSlam it's big Jordan big Drew like nose to nipple in a big SummerSlam match where Drew gets to like hit a claymore on the big lad or something like that I could see them maybe go into the tag match if Drew mm. can find a partner and did Seamus qualify for Money in the Bank? No, well, I, I'm going to get to him in a second, but yeah, he was. So, he, he's one of several partners that Drew could realistically kind of turn to and be like, look, uh, things aren't going great for me and I need somebody I can depend upon. And those two have got the tag battles. I'm going to try, I can't fight for the title. Mm-hmm. You know, the old sort of, the, the Cody Rhodes thing for me that I can't fight for the title, I've got to fight for something else. Um, it would make sense for him to want a different title and yes. to look for another partner. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Orton for this just because I think the the narrative implications are more interesting elsewhere. Yeah, I agree it's going to be Orton, uh, but for, for slightly different reasons. Seamus uh, last week was involved in that backstage segment uh, asking why oh, he wasn't yeah. in a Money in the Bank yeah. qualifier and then reminding himself that his face hurt so he couldn't defend his United States Championship, blah, blah, blah. He's a coward now, isn't he? He's a coward now. He's not going to be mm. his partner. He's Ridiculous. a loser. He's got, he's got a belt. He's a loser. <laughs> um, but... As much as Monday Night Raw does feel like it is thrown together at the last minute and often it is rewritten at the last minute, it is, as, as we've talked about in the past, as me, you and Sige, meti- like too planned to, it genuinely would surprise a lot of fans how much time and thought goes into it for what is a show that feels so slapdash. And so I think, yes, Orton qualifies. I think uh, Styles may eat the pin. Or McIntyre, uh, but like you say, Stars going off you know, doing tag team stuff, and I, I think we're getting the three MB uh, partial reunion. Oh, <laughs> I think the person who's going to cost Drew McIntyre tonight is Jinder Mahal, um, and oh, that is because of last week with, you know, Jeff Hardy was less moaning. Well, he was moaning. He said, "I'm former world champion. Why am I not in the match?" Cedric Alexander was saying, "Oh, you're all bloody old." James is saying, "My face hurts," and Jinder was saying, "Oh, if something happens to someone in the Money in the Bank match." Do we, do we get a chance? And either McIntyre is going to be taken out of the match before it even happens, or he's going to be taken out of this triple threat. And DQ, of course, uh, in, in the midst of it all. And that's that's the seed for the fans getting the big match that they all really want, which is <laughs> the 3MB LTST. Uh, but yeah, I think Orton wins because, you know, you've got all the stuff with like Riddle on social media, posting messages and or screenshots of messages have been sending to Randy and getting no response, like you say. And then Randy's going to be all receptive to him all over again once he's actually in the match. But he's a snake. You can't trust snakes, blah, blah, blah. We all know where this is going sort of thing. So, yes, I think we both agree on Orton for very different reasons. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm invested in it nonetheless because any of these three qualified will make it a better match. Um, you know, Orton less so in terms of 
action, although he can hit an RKO out of nowhere, blah, blah, blah. But in story, Orton's would be great. McIntyre, obviously, can do some mad stuff. And AJ Styles is AJ bloody Styles. What do you expect? Uh, also advertised for tonight is a six-woman match. Rhea Ripley, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose versus Charlotte Flair, Natalia, and Tamina. Sell me on this, please, God, Michael Hamlet. <laughs> I love that they have um, attempted here to clear up who is the heel and who is the babyface between Charlotte and Rhea Ripley by putting them with people from another feud where nobody can work out who the heel and the babyface is. <laughs> Six people in one match where you don't know who to cheer for. You don't know who to boo. The stakes have never been lower, right? Natalia and Tamina have got an issue with Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose because they perceive Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose to be ugly. Is that right? Uh, they that see they see Natalia and Tamina as getting there because of their family legacy more so, I'd say. So other way, like, ugly versus undiscerning was uh, undeserving, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the two things. It was like they were having a fight over a fashion show, and it was like you know, oh, you know, you wouldn't don't look as good as us, and it's like, well, you don't deserve it because you're only second generation stars and all that kind of stuff. So it's ugly versus undeserving. Um, or they've, not, they've not focused enough on being becoming, you know, tag team. Or I don't really. Oh bloody knows, mate. In the meantime, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair have pretty much forgotten what their issue is between them. Like, so you've got two very unclear issues that pigeonholes nobody has baby faces and heels in the tag division. And between Ripley and Charlotte Flair at this point, they're in this never ending race to the bottom. Mm. It doesn't matter who wins and loses these matches anymore between them because it just carries on regardless. They did a month of not being able to tell the time. And then they left it out with a video package like it was Deborah in the My Way one at WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have known Nikki Cross was a feature in this feud when they had their match at Hell in a Cell because it just didn't come up. It didn't come up. Rhea Ripley's the champion and is not permitted to move on. Um, like that was the one thing we could have hoped, wasn't it? Is that like at least soon enough all of this will be over. But it just carries on. It just goes on and on and on with no end in sight. And much like it's it's like Bianca Belair versus Bailey, but it is worse. It is worse. Um, like there is no discerning quality of anybody in this match. And there's six of them, Will Bond. I, like, I don't know how they've done it. No. There's, do you know maybe why this match exists, right? Maybe this match exists so that all six of them can be in there just competing for who's the worst of the lot. And then for like Nikki Cross to stand on the stage in a new superhero costume, be like, all oh, right, at least it's her I'm supposed to root for. At least that complete jabroni in a homemade outfit is the one that I'm supposed to be championing <laughs> the cause of. Like, I, I've never wanted Alexa Bliss to, it's not a running, what would it be? A staring. I've never wanted her to do a staring more. Just stand in the middle of the ring and look at all of them, freeze them on the spot and then like hypnotise them into going to the back and so we can move on to the next segment. Never yeah. wanted it more. This is something that I saw and went, well, it's something for us to mention, but I don't know how we're going to preview it because I have no idea what booking even is going on with all six of these women. And I'm genuinely more invested as I seamlessly transition into our final point. More invested considering Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Natalia. Like, think of the names mentioned in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm more invested. Bollocks to all them. 
in what's next for Eva Marie and Dewdrop? Well, it's, it's the old stereotypical wrestling epic, isn't it? It's it's Sean and Brett, it's Hogan and Andre. It's these feuds that we're going to talk about for generations. It's a bit of that old LTST. Uh, long term, like we've for years now speculated on when the split would finally come between Eva Marie and Dewdrop. I still remember those months, months they were, where Dewdrop didn't even have a name, where she was just that mystery woman. And for weeks and months, she came out and she did Eva Marie's bidding. And we just asked why every week on the Raw Review, we said, why, mystery unnamed woman, why? And they held off like Sting in the rafters in 1997. <laughs> like Hangman Page ducking, asking, answering questions about Kenny Omega. They held off. They say, no, modern fans, we're not going to kowtow to your instant gratification. We're going to make you wait for the payoff. And then last week, we finally got it. Yeah, it's one of them things you will, you'll never forget where you were, will you? When yeah. Dewdrop finally pulled the trigger and finally dropped down from the apron. And she looked up at Eva Marie. And said, no more, Eva Marie. I am Dewdrop. Hear me Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and now here we are. This was the week. Yeah, all them fans on Twitter complaining. They're all going like, huh, like racing to the payoff. Are you? Complain now because we are finally here. All this eager anticipate Wilborn, I don't know mate it's been two freaking weeks the characters have already turned on each other and every time that I say a name I don't want to say it like Dewdrop I want to say Dewdrop in your Enzo accent I don't have a freaking clue this is the insane creative I'm going to steal something from one of your best friends pig vomit of an old man that is surrounding himself with people that won't advise him to do anything different and Jeff Jarrett because he's lovely but yeah. the rest of them should be ashamed of themselves. I don't know. I don't know. Unsurprisingly, it's been two weeks. I don't care. <laughs> yes. I, I, for some reason, the phrase glad had a douchebag yes men comes to mind. <laughs> um, yeah, it's particularly because even if things have been resolved with Eva and uh, this week, <laughs> do you reckon Eva goes... You couldn't have just waited one extra week once we got into Money in the Bank. Like, we had that match won, basically. I know you do all the work and I just come in and, take the, you know, try and get the pinfall. But even for you, even if you're going to turn on me, wouldn't you gain Money in the Bank first and then think, well, that's, you know, that's increasing my, my chances like Scott Steiner? <laughs> I think based on this and the Jimmy Uso, huh, I'll show Roman. When uh, Edge splits my back in half against a barricade, Roman's really going to think that I'm on his side. You know, like when the first time anybody said like disaster piece as the sort of contrast, this should be so we should start calling these as a disaster plan. It's the, it's the like sterile contrast of a master plan. Like Dewdrop gets to like do that like tongue in the side of a cheek. <laughs> One over on you, Eva Marie. Like, <laughs> why don't you just why don't you just do it when she's about to grab the briefcase and push her off a ladder, Dewdrop? Like the You've really yourself. <laughs> Massively so. Um, Pay-per-view singles match. To, to no, go no, back no, to your, no, to go no, to no, your no, reference you're point. It all wrong. You're getting it all wrong. This is Monday Night Raw. That is actually logical. They've just got, you've just gone, oh, you've just condensed down a feud and then gone, oh, bollocks, we'll just put a match on Money in the Bank. 
they're back to normal this week, I reckon. I think nothing has changed. I think Drop has remembered her place, and you think, oh, she's going to uh, cost Eva Marie again in this match. No, they'll win a tag match. They'll win a tag match, or Drop will win a singles match with Eva Marie cheering her on, and Dewdrop giving all the credit to Eva Marie. Because his brain's soup, and he can't remember what happened last week. I I don't even think I'll read everything. What's she now? Or pink everything? Purple mm. everything? Like, she's not going to be on the show tonight. Anyway, um, Dewdrop wrestles in the middle of the card. She doesn't look interested. Doesn't look arsed. Comes back out at the end of the night after that six-woman tag. Sits on the stage cross-legged. Looks down the camera and says, Hey, Eva Marie, how are you doing? <laughs> and then exclaims that Vince McMahon is a billionaire that should be a trillionaire. <laughs> As we celebrate 10 years of CM Punk saying about 15 things that were bang right that ultimately made no difference. And somehow, and I watched this back as I'm sure a lot of people did over this weekend. I did, yeah. Somehow, like, I loathe WWE for making me watch the pipe bomb and somehow producing a product so much worse over the last 10 years that I, a 36-year-old, would pine for the heady days of 2011. (laughs) Like, I watched it. And I was just like, yeah, he's right, he's right, he's right. God, he's so right about this product. And then all you've then your brain does is like, I but like, if only he knew how good he had it back then. Like, where do you even start on a Thunderdome pipe bomb? Like, I don't would the whole thing just be pipe bomb.wav? Would it just be a long pre-recorded speech of somebody praising Vince McMahon and it's just somebody pressing a button backstage and so somebody press a cut-off button and then like the rest of us to go like silently to to no crowd at all. Uh, you're cutting me off, you're cutting me off. You, you phone screens always coming up to me and closed airports. <laughs> Vince McMahon is absolutely the best owner of the best <laughs> company I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, hey guys, you know how we talk about the bullying on this thing? And then the mic doesn't cut off. And he said, you know how the bullies always win in the storylines? That's the message, <laughs> the end. Be a star. Hey, hey, maybe we could one day just go back to 2011 when R-Truth was fighting John Cena, I think. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Our review of Raw will be there tomorrow. Right now, our reviews of SmackDown and AEW Dynamite are available. And uh, whilst you're at it, subscribing to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes, leave us a five star review and suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to review instead of some god awful segment, probably that women's six, six woman match, because. Oh, do I not care about that? But yes, suggest something short, short crap wrestling related for us to review instead of a god-awful Monday Night Raw segment on the Raw Review tomorrow. But this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.